Good morning from Skift. For daily updates in your inbox, subscribe to the Skift Daily Newsletter at skift.com/daily. It's Monday, June 14th in New York City. And now here's what you need to know about the business of travel today. An enormous hotel deal, the biggest of the pandemic era, obtained shareholder approval on Friday. A majority of Extended Stay America shareholders authorized a more than $6 billion takeover from investment groups Blackstone and Starwood Capital, writes hospitality reporter Cameron Spirance. A final certification of the vote has not been completed yet, but the takeover of the largest U.S. extended stay hotel chain is expected to close on Wednesday this week. Lengthy negotiations had occurred between the two investment groups and extended stay, as some of the hotel chain's major shareholder groups objected to what they initially viewed as a lowball offer. This will be Blackstone's third time owning Extended Stay, having purchased it in both 2004 and 2010. The chain was sold by Blackstone in 2007 for $8 billion, while six years later Extended Stay went public. We go next to the world of business travel. To some, numerous airline executives come across as overly optimistic when they seem enthusiastic about the prospect of business travel making an imminent recovery. But they just may have good reason for confidence, writes airlines reporter Madhu Anikrishnan. Although airlines have mostly focused on the resumption of leisure travel, American Airlines CEO Doug Parker believes that business travel will resume in the third quarter. A new Raymond James survey backs him up. 87% of business travelers expect to make a trip by the fourth quarter. While the consensus is that large-scale business travel won't resume until most employees are no longer regularly working from home, the uneven return of workers to their offices could benefit several airlines, as some areas of the country have a higher percentage of employees back in their offices. Carriers with a large presence in regions where a greater number of employees have returned to their offices could see more business traffic. We finish by looking at travel startups who believe they have discovered creative ways of reaching out to millennials, writes senior travel tech editor Sean O'Neill. Millennials, who are generally defined as being born between 1981 and 1996, are credited with driving the growth of travel startups. It helps that marketing to millennials is viewed as more cost-effective than targeting older segments of the population due to established travel companies typically buying ads on Google or TV to reach baby boomers and members of Generation X. Several travel startups have been able to gain traction with millennials by finding ways to appeal to their desires and popularizing themselves via social media. That's in contrast to relying on high rankings in Google searches, which one CEO of an adventure travel booking startup describes as outdated. For more travel stories and deep dives into the latest trends, head to skiff.com. To find these stories and more insight into the business of travel, subscribe to the Skift Daily newsletter at skift.com daily. Spoken Layer